Have you ever read a passage in the Bible and wondered what it meant? Do you wish the Bible was easier to understand and apply to your personal situations? As pastors by trade and teachers by profession, our goal is to make the Word of God accessible, relatable, and practical to your life. Join us as we dive into the Word and bring hope home to your life today. Hello, we're Bryson Colette Schaefer here again to bring some hope to your home today. We're excited to do just that. And we have been studying some parables just really quickly, four of them that we have in store for you this month. Uh, but there is a full plethora of mm -hmm. downloads for you at SchaeferMinistries.com through the Renew Magazine that Colette does so wonderfully with Ethan every month. Yep. And we'll be talking about all the different parables. Did you that know Jesus there had. are 29 different parables? That's pretty impressive. I believe it's 29. That's pretty good. So right there at almost a month. Almost a month full. Yep, there was a couple that we had to redo. But... Yeah, and, and like we studied last time, when you look at the, the parable of the seed and the sower, it says if you understand this one, you understand all parables because it's about sowing seeds into your life to bear great and much fruit. And it's about the Word. <clears throat> you know, once you get the Word, everything else opens up. I mean, Amen. the Word is the key thing. You need to understand the Word and it opens up everything else um, to you. So, Right. So because of that, Amen. we want to continue to study it. So let's get into yeah. a little prayer and then into our next uh, parable for you today. Lord, Heavenly Father, thank you so much for sowing the Word into our lives that we can bear much fruit as we listen, we respond, and we help grow that seed with being the fertile ground in our lives uh, for you to use. So Lord, as we have ears to hear tonight, may it become revelation and may it be the wisdom that we need to be imparted and implanted into our life for great things. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah. All right. Well, tonight or today, anytime, whenever you're <laughs> listening to this. Actually, uh, morning. When uh, we're morning doing. when we're doing this, yes. But whenever you're listening, go to Matthew chapter 25. Yeah. And uh, it's our next parable that we would really like to talk about. And it's the parable of the loaned money. The, and it, it's called talents. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's, it's the way of God describing, Jesus describing a talent in loan money of what he came to give us and then he expects us to operate with those blessings with that talent with the money those things to that be a good steward to be a good steward of that because he goes away so we are left here to do his business and i think too many of us don't really see ourselves as on assignment for christ right and, and what it and, means to be a good steward. Oh my goodness, because if you just, steward something. every day, Lord, I'm on an assignment for you and I want to be a good steward of what you've given me, my health, my finances, my time, mm -hmm. my family, my job. My job yeah. I mean, all these different things that you have access to right at your fingertips that you go through your entire day are places for you to sow God's talent into his. The giftings that he's given you. That's right. Yeah. And so these talents, this loaned money, and I don't even think money, I think of his anointing. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could really just say his loaned anointing, his loaned grace. I mean, he gives you so many things. 
Well, you wrote a book about stolen gifts. Yeah. And it's really about that each one of us has been given a gift from God. And that's really what it's talking about. You know, this man gives the talents. Well, you could say God gave you certain gifts to use for the kingdom of God. And someday we will stand before him. Yeah. And that's really, you know, the judgment. He's going to say, what did you do with what I gave you? How can you answer that? Well, did you just use it for yourself? Mm -hmm. Did you use it for selfish gain? Um, or did you use it for his glory? Did you plant it? Did you grow it? Did you um, do something with it? You know, uh, one of my natural talents is singing. Yeah. But, you know, I... And a lot of people just can sing without any um, education with it or working it. But, you know, I spent time in school studying my voice and studying how mm -hmm. to use it and the mechanics of it and the breathing and all of this. I'm being a good steward of the gift that was placed in me. And then the other part is what am I going to do with that gift? Right. Right? Am I just going to sit on it and... Um, you know, when people ask me to sing for a funeral or a whatever, am I just going to keep it to myself and say, no, this is a, yeah. a gift just for That's me beautiful. or I'm too shy or whatever. No, I'm going to use it to the best of my ability because right. God gave me this gift to use. So I want to give it to others. I think also you've, you've chosen to be a good steward with that one because you've chosen not to smoke. Right. You've chosen not to drink alcohol. It, it really at all, but voice. to affect the voice mm -hmm. that you knew that was a gift that God was going to call you, give that gave you to give to the body of Christ. And you lessen that gift when you choose to do those other things in your body as well. So when you are being a good steward, it's with your time, your talent, your energy, your emotion, your everything goes into that. And you can even go... As simple as, well, you know, some of you might be saying, well, I don't really have a gift. God gave you life. Right. Are you being a good steward just of the life that he gave you? Mm -hmm. Are you eating right? Are you exercising? Yeah. You know, are you taking good care of what are you looking at? What are you reading? What are you watching? Yeah. All of those things is what. Yeah. And are you care. being a good steward of this word? Yeah. I mean, at the very least, he's given you Jesus and the Word of God to be cultivated in your life. So if you have nothing, you at least have that. Yeah. And then from there, I'll tell you what, he will unload and unwrap who you're, you are and your talents. Mm -hmm. And he wants them used. And, this, and we're not reading this whole parable because it's 30 verses long. Mm -hmm. But I think most of us know it where he gave... Some five, one three, and one one. Now it says according to their abilities, and a lot of people get hung up on that. Well, I'm just not meant for more. Mm. Well, that's not the case. You you can start off with certain abilities, but then they can grow, mm. and God will add to them. And there are certain giftings and graces for places. Mm -hmm. And as long as you continue to grow and be a good steward there's always an opportunity for more. Someone the other day was kind of prophesying over my life and was saying something along these lines with this uh, parable and saying, well, you've been a good steward with that one. And so now he's going to multiply it and give you more. And you could look at it that two ways. You could look at it and say, well, 
he only gave me one to begin with, so I, he w really wasn't looking much out for me and he didn't expect much from me. That's not the case. God expects the same out of the one, out of the three, out of the five. Mm -hmm. It's the same. And he wants out of all of them to give more to them. And so I was excited about I was being promoted. Mm -hmm. That was the exciting part, not that he only started me with one. And even if that, who knows if that little prophetic word was it anyway. So I just put it on a shelf and was praising God that I'm using what he's given me for his glory and he's excited about it and given us more. Amen. And so that's what we really want to look at. And, and one verse I do want to bring out here in this parable is verse 23. Because after the, the master came back, and again, we're going to give an account like Colette said in heaven, the one that had talents and multiplied them, used them for good works on earth. God, the Lord said this, he's, the Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Mm -hmm. So the Lord has joy already waiting in anticipation of you doing your assignment and using your talents. He is expecting this greatness of your joy, his joy, because you're doing what God's called you to do. And he's, that's my boy or my gal. And I, that's exactly what I created him for. Mm -hmm. And then when you get that, there's, there's that deposit down on the inside that says, oh, there it was. That's exactly what I was intended to do on my assignment today. Mm -hmm. And God anoints it, gives you those goose pimples, mm -hmm. you know, those kind of things happen. And it's that joy of the Lord. Yeah. And then what does it say in Nehemiah? Joy of the Lord is our it's strength. Our strength. Yeah. So he's telling you to do that. And then he says, oh, you're well done. Mm -hmm. That's what we want to hear. Yep, that's the goal. That is our goal. And that's why we want to bring this parable out because our goal in life, you know, what's my assignment? To hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Mm -hmm. And the way to do that is keep our ear to him, keep our, our listen doing, and listen and obey, just be a doer yeah, of what he's obey. telling us to do. Do it out of love, do it with a commitment and a passion to bring about his glory. You know, it always raises you to more. When you listen to his word and you obey it, like you said, it's always, God always causes increase yes. in your life. He's about growth. You know, John 10, 10, we go to that verse a lot. It mm -hmm. says the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy, but Jesus came to give life and life more abundantly. When we obey the word, we are gonna live abundant life. Right. You know, right. it's not about just being a servant and oh, I have to do this, I'm a Christian. And mm. No, it's, yeah. it's no. what you were designed for. You know, a lot of times we feel unfulfilled because we're trying different things. And, you know, even the saying, I'm trying to find myself. Oh. You know, the world is trying to find themselves because they can't find themselves outside of God. Right. Inside you're, you're of God, God that's, hole. that's where you are destined. That's where you were created. Yeah, mm. you have a God-sized hole in the kingdom of God that you fit into. And until you find that spot, you're not going to feel fulfilled, fulfilled in, yeah. in satisfied, others. Right. Yeah. And, I, and it goes to one more word that I really want to point out before we close. Our time is about up. It's amazing mm -hmm. how quickly these times go. 
But there in verse 25, the one that had one buried it mm. and did nothing. It said, he, he gives a response to the master and says, I was afraid. Yeah. Too many of us are afraid to step out and step yeah. up to what God has for us. Mm -hmm. We're too afraid to, to, uh, to let ourselves be vulnerable to him, him, to others. Uh, too many of us are afraid to put our faith in an invisible God, mm -hmm. put that in air quotes because he's there. Mm -hmm. And so the afraid part is where the devil really twists and you give him an open door to stop the growth, stop mm -hmm. the plan of God in your life. So we should have no fear here, yeah. but a power and love and a sound mind of what God's doing through us, for us, mm -hmm. and to his kingdom. Okay. And so don't be afraid. Yeah. Step up, step out. And even if you fail, guess what? God's going to be there to catch you and help <laughs> yeah. you. And it's a learning experience and you grow from that. You know, and I love when people step out to do things um, in the church. Is it perfect so, all the time? No. no, that's okay. It's the perfect but place to step up and right, step out. To step into those things. I mess up every Sunday. Oh, so do I. I'm glad people aren't <laughs> counting them and giving me a tally sheet at the end of the sermon. But it's not about that. It's are you being obedient to do what God has called you to do? Right. And the last thing is your heart. Mm -hmm. What's it about? Your heart. So if you mess up, you know, it wasn't. I wasn't trying to do it for myself or self-interest or fear. I was doing it out of love. I was doing it out of sacrifice and using my time, my talent, mm -hmm. and my treasures for Him. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we're to do. Again, this is the parable of treasures. Really quick before we and just give you a story. I was talking about my my voice, but I also um, always wanted to be able to sit and play piano. And it didn't come naturally, naturally, naturally to me. I mean, I, I took lessons and everything, but it was still a struggle. It didn't just, I couldn't sit and just play and worship God. And that was my heart's desire. Lord, I just want to play and worship you. Mm -hmm. And so I got a call. I had just prayed that prayer. And I got a call from our pastor at the time that said, Colette, would you be willing to play on Sunday morning? We need someone to play piano. They were out of options. They were out of options. No, that's right. I was the very last one for good reason. And before I could even think I heard myself say yes. Right. And I hung up and I panic set in because the fear came. Fear came because I, I can't play. I can't do this. So I called him back. I said, as long as it's in the key of C, you know, mm -hmm. no flats or sharps, no funny stuff. Well, I'm here to tell you that Sunday was awful. Mm -hmm. It was nothing great. It was. I was there, and let me tell you, it, but it didn't matter because the <laughs> worship God's anointing was yeah. there. And she heard all the mistakes, I us did. in the crowd. I, I cringed the whole time. But the point is the this. heart and the anointing. I was willing to step into something. I was willing to be obedient and put my pride aside. Mm -hmm. It didn't matter what I was going to look like. Right. I was going to be obedient to what focus on what he wants. What God wanted me to do and so which you might say well God didn't tell you to do it your pastor did. Mm. Mm -hmm. God was speaking through the pastor. When your pastor right. asks you to do something, he's probably heard from the man upstairs. Amen. That's just a side note. 
But right. I was obedient. And you know what happened after that? A quickened growth in the area of piano. I was able to, within a year, mm-hmm sit down and play just it made sense chords made sense to me i was able to play and worship and sing and i didn't even know if i was doing it right but i all of a sudden i could just do it now i had the foundations in me i had put in the The work i had put in the training but god quickened because of my obedience he quickened and growth came and the same thing can happen to you when you step out in obedience it doesn't matter how you start out, mm. God will take over right. and increase will come. Right. As Pastor Hagen says, you bring the natural, he brings the supernatural with an explosive yeah. force for God. Amen. And that's what he wants in your life and in the life of the kingdom here on earth. Amen. So until next time, remember to continue to bring the hope home of God's word into your life and into your, your house. And we expect that great things are going to happen for you in Jesus' name. Amen.